host, Erin, Karen, and Juliana, and this is the first episode of Confessions of a Former Fangirl! The podcast where two former fangirls try to turn a fake fan into a real one. Since this is our very first episode, we thought we should formally introduce ourselves and explain how this podcast came to be. So I'm Erin, I'm an actor, choreographer, I'm currently a nanny, and I'm also a proud Taurus. The major fandoms that I was a part of as a teen and tween were Super Hulak, One Direction, Justin Bieber, and many, many YouTubers. And I'm Karen. I'm a writer, director, and as of the past eight months, pizza delivery driver. I'm a Leo sun and moon. The major fandoms I was in as a tween and teen were also One Direction, Super Hulak, and various TV shows and YA novel series. And I'm Juliana. I'm an actor, a writer, and a pretty decent waitress. I'm also a Pisces, but so are both of my ex-boyfriends, and I don't really want to talk about that. Um. So anyways, I was not a part of any major fandoms when I was a kid because um, I went outside. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's true! Anyways. Uh, it's also rude. <laughs> <laughs> so we all met four years ago in NYU undergrad and pretty much have been inseparable ever since. And one of the things that really bonded Karen and Aaron was this shared experience, um, some may call it a insane experience, <laughs> of um, being fangirls or as they refer to it, being in the fandom. <laughs> and one of my favorite things, and I think all of our collective things, was when they would sit me down and explain to me the events, characters, and absolute like tomfoolery that <laughs> happen in these fandoms. <laughs> and we really enjoyed those conversations, and we thought maybe other people could relate, so we decided to make it into a podcast. Really, we just wanted an excuse to talk about it more. That's true. Um, but before we get further into the episode, Karen, could you explain to the listeners what a fandom is for those of us who may not know what a fandom is? Mm. Yes, I can. Um, a fandom, for those who may not know, is defined as the group of fans of a particular person, TV show, fictional series, etc., who form a community to share in their love of that thing. So in our case, we'll be talking specifically about online fandom culture of the early 2010s that happened mostly on Tumblr and Twitter. Yes, so each episode we will choose one fandom to talk about. Karen and I will discuss our experiences and encounters with that fandom. And I will be your voice listener, providing witty and hilarious commentary, of course. <laughs> we won't, of course, just focus on our own fandoms and fangirl experiences. So if you want to hear us discuss your favorite TV show, book series, musicians, and more, let us know. Who knows who might join us along the way? But first, we'll start out each episode with Confession Corner. A little moment each week dedicated to what we are currently obsessed with. Who's got an obsession this week? Who wants to start? My confession? I'll start. Thank you for asking. Mm. Is, um, as I was saying before we started recording the pod, fantasy football. Fantasy football league. It is my confession. I know it's Ooh. like a, it's, I'm really starting to get into it and, um, it's, it's really terrible, I know, but uh, I really do enjoy it, even though I know absolutely nothing about football. Um, it really pisses me off when my team doesn't do as well as I want them to, so that's my confession of this week. Juliana is from New England, in case that wasn't clear. Okay, 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 okay. Well, 
I am also from I've New England. I've tried to avoid that as much as possible. Yes, you're also from New England. <laughs> We're very proud of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've got to be proud of it. I mean... My obsession of the week is kind of related um, in a weird ooh. way. Not really, but like on the New really? England through line. Um, I have been having... Oh my god, is it the video? No. <laughs> what? Well, yes. That, what video? No, I have been having... Dunkin' Fair iced coffee every every morning for the past Ooh. like month, but this week especially it has been really close to my heart. It's like, you know, like pandemic times you get really low, and one of the highs of my day <laughs> is having Dunkin' iced coffee, which is very Dunkies, very Got close my to dunkies. New Englanders' hearts. And also there is a TikTok, yeah, <laughs> of this man who has like it's the so thickest good. New England accent. He's like, this is my impression. He's like. <laughs> Good freaking morning from New England. <laughs> it's the day before Halloween. No, we but got he... an inch of snow on the ground. <laughs> I'm standing out here in my flops, about to go get my morning donkeys. <laughs> it's so funny. It was wow. the day that there was snow um, right before, it was October 30th, and there was a big snowstorm, and there was, and like, this guy was like, Good freaking morning. I got my donkeys. Now I got to go to my ma's house and like get her garage, Shovel. you know, whatever, shoveled up and whatever. And you're just like, Oh my God. And I was like, This is my childhood. I'm like looking at my childhood right in front of me. Anyways. Yeah. Aaron, I think we also need with? to mention, hold on, hold on. We also need to mention the okay, icon, <laughs> the girl who was voting at Fenway Park. Yes. And the news interviewed her and she said I got my donkeys and I'm ready to go vote for Joe Biden I want to vote for Bernie Sanders but it's a team sport we stand her we stand yes! her I want to be her friend so bad yeah um but anyway my obsession this week which kind of just began over the weekend when my friend Rachel friend of the pod showed me this friend series pod, on Disney yes. plus <laughs> called Encore which I had heard of before but I hadn't watched, where they reunite a cast of a high school production of a musical however many years later, and they bring them back to their high schools, and they have to put on another production, like, a like do this production again in, like, five days. And some of them it's, like, just ten years later, but some of them it's, like, thirty years later... Um, and it's incredible. <laughs> it is so thrilling to watch. And, like, it's the most fun when everything's falling apart. <laughs> um, I watched, like, the Beauty and the Beast episode. And, like, their dress rehearsal is a disaster. Um, oh, my God. And it's God. so funny. And they have, like, Susan Egan comes and, like, voice coaches some of them. <gasps> they have special guests. Um, and it's also, like, really heartfelt um and like really those tears will come (laughs) but it's just like really fun to watch these like grown adults return to high school and they get really emotional every single episode they make them do like an acting exercise where they have to like sit and close their eyes and think about like their high school selves oh my god which is so theater school (laughs) that makes me think of that scene we would would know where like he's like the first person to cry wins and they all like (laughs) sit there trying to make themselves cry yeah that's basically what it is and it's just like really funny it's so funny to watch these like industry theater professionals who are brought in to like direct and choreograph and music direct these people who are mostly just like amateurs and just like did this for fun in high school and because there's just like 
it's really funny. It's just really funny. <laughs> and it's also, it's like thrilling. It's a great series. It sounds like pure and utter chaos. Oh, it like, is. It truly, truly does. Especially like if you, um, all three of us did theater in high school. We all went to school for theater. So like, just to even get that high school energy back harnessed as an adult like I truly am like my first thought was like oh my god I wonder if there was like any cast list drama or like if they were pissed that like (laughs) their like old shit came back you know it's really funny I'm sure it is some of the episodes they like just cast them the way they were cast in high school so everybody plays the role they already played but some episodes they like tell them that they're gonna change the casting or that like everybody has the opportunity to be anyone so like there's some there's like the the episode they do Oklahoma there's this guy who like really wants to be curly um and he like doesn't get it and it's like oh it's like the drama is real (laughs) um it's really it's really awesome (laughs) and then they're also they also like immediately start talking about like who was dating when they were in high school which is like very strange and awkward because many of them are like married to other people now and they're like "Ooh, you guys were like making out backstage and they're like why are we talking about this there is nothing more chaotic than like a high school theater group hooking up with each other like that is just pure distilled chaotic energy absolutely Ugh. so highly wow highly recommend i will absolutely be watching that show i have been meaning to for a while and so thank you for the reminder of i will course. get on that i haven't watched i can't wait to watch the episode where they do annie i haven't that's the first one i've been like skipping around but i'm just like any high school that does annie <laughs> <laughs> well Aaron, i was in annie twice in my attachment to annie two times i do because I played Annie when I was 12, but a high school, like 17-year-olds playing 8-year-old orphans, I want to see it. And now they're like 40-year-olds playing <laughs> children orphans. Oh my god, that's so crazy. I mean, granted, I did play a Jewish mother of five when I was 18, so like, the world is all full of possibilities. <laughs> my typecast is old woman. I have only ever played old woman. Really? Yes. That come on, that does not surprise you. <laughs> no, but like even in college you've only ever played old women. I did not act in college. <laughs> what are you talking about? I am not an actor. Sometimes you did. In like okay. scene times. In in class. Fair, 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 fair. And then you could choose what you wanted to for yourself, so Yeah. That's true. But Alright. Alright, I think that that's it for our confessions. Those were some good ones. Those were some good ones. Wow, what a way to start us off, everyone, on the first episode. <laughs> so, our topic <laughs> this week is Justin Bieber and the Believers. Oh, a big I'm one. so thrilled to talk about Justin Bieber this week. Yeah. Tell us why, Erin. Because this was, like, I feel like this was really Beliebers and being a fan of Justin Bieber was, like, my actual first foray into, like, fandoms. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It would, like, happened when... When I remember it happening, I, and again, to be clear, I was not a part of this fandom, (laughs) but I remember that, uh, 
it was around like I was in sixth grade visiting my cousins in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. around 2010, 2011. And Justin Bieber famously like was very yes, central yes. in Atlanta. And my cousin Isabel, a friend of the pod, um, <laughs> is, uh, was like obsessed. And I was like, I don't really think that this is it for me. Wow. Um, This ain't it, she said. Well, I was doing um, a little research for all our listeners out there who aren't quite so familiar with Justin's story. Um, He actually was discovered. If you don't know, he was famously discovered on YouTube because he posted like covers and stuff by his manager still to this day, Scooter Braun, who... I'm sure a lot of many of us out there have very mixed feelings about, especially those of us who are fans of Taylor Swift. Oh boy, um, we don't have time this Karen. episode to get into it. We don't have time to get Taylor into Swift that episode. <laughs> I will. I will be going in. We deep. will. But <laughs> Justin Bieber was actually discovered in 2007, which is much oh earlier than I thought. And then he released his first EP, My World, in 2009. Yeah. So okay, that's word. that's that's still we were like in sixth grade at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, And then his debut album, My World 2.0, was released in 2010. And, of course, his biopic concert film, Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, came out in 2011. Um, So that's kind of like the buildup of his career. Yes, Karen? Never Say Never, Mm -hmm. while you've mentioned that, Never Say Never was a cultural reset in terms of, like... I fully agree. Like, documentaries about musicians <laughs> for our generation. And Absolutely. also, like, just just the sheer, like, amount of fangirl fervor it incurred in all of us. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't think Karen, that there did was you... ever... Oh, no, Juliana, continue. Oh. oh, thank you so much. Um, do you... Uh... Was there ever really, like, a documentary kind of about someone like that? I mean, that seems like a really stupid question to ask, but, like, um, it felt very much so, like, the first time young people were getting access to a young person's success story Mm. in that sort of way. I think there were documentaries certainly before, but it was the first one for, like, Mm -hmm. our age group that we cared about. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because there's been so many, like, band documentaries like over the years but I, yeah I think yeah, it was like for our generation it was like oh my god mm. here's this kid he's only like I think he was only 16 at least when they were filming the documentary yeah he like and he was sort of this new kind of pop star because he came up on YouTube and like social media is such a big part of his success I feel like so it's just like a different like a different situation that we've like never was- seen before definitely like one of the first if not the first like youtube internet sensations to like yeah make it big which is so crazy to think about now yeah yeah it's so crazy because it's like that's not what i associate him with at all um Mm. and now people make entire careers off of being youtubers but like i don't associate him with that at all i associate him with like the screaming girls and then like (laughs) his like relationship with selena gomez and then how like his life took like a huge turn after that and like it's so interesting to see somebody's life so well documented and i think that that is because of how large his fan base was 
and mm-hmm. that these people just felt like they needed so much more from him. And yeah. It, yeah, it's just crazy. That was something interesting I wanted to talk about. And first of all, Karen, how involved in this in the Belieber fandom would you say you were? Um, okay, let's get into it. I because <laughs> <laughs> I have I have some confessions. Oh, great. I cannot oh my wait God. because I do too. But first of all, I do want to say that like in terms of like being in the fandom and being dedicated to being a fan of someone, I was not necessarily in the Belieber fandom for any amount mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Except, mm-hmm. except. Because this was like around the time in my life when like I was kind of really against being a fan of like what everyone else was a fan of like I was like I'm not like other girls not like other girls exactly yeah (laughs) so I was like I hate Justin Bieber I can't believe people are like Mm -hmm. crying over him and then (laughs) I went to see Never Say Never in theaters the turning point for many fans I would say yes (laughs) of many fans and there was like a week long period of time where I was like I love Justin Bieber and then it kind of just faded away for me yeah, this is what I like to say. It's the equivalent if you <laughs> are Catholic um, or Christian or, you know, it's yes. the equivalent of a Jesus high, which is what yeah. would happen if you went on like a weekend retreat. Like I know I had to go on one to make confirmation yeah. and mm-hmm. you just basically are brainwashed for a weekend and you leave, you come home and you're like, wow, I really love Jesus. And then a mm. week goes by and you're like, okay, what the hell did I just go through? Yeah. Um, That's exactly what And then you kind of move on. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a very similar ideal. Justin Bieber and Jesus have quite the fraught relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Oh, man. You're so right. I'm, we can talk about that Which is later. like uh, the co-opting of faith for anybody that's like struggling. You're like. I'm sorry you're struggling, but also, like, it's not Jesus that's helping you throughout. It's, like, your therapist right now, okay? So yeah. let's let's get to move on. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, okay, faith, that sounds so bad, but faith is very helpful, <laughs> but I just, for a lot of people, but I feel like the, like, the famous, the idea of, like, famous people faith, if that makes sense, mm. I feel like is something that Justin Bieber, like, really... Totally. And, and he also, and, like, like, embodies. Pastor Carl, who was his pastor in mm-hmm. the church that he's involved in, um, was, it felt like essentially his therapist. Like, they would, like, yeah, hang out. Definitely, like, a mentor figure. They were spending a lot of time together. Yeah. Um, now Carl um, <laughs> has been fired. <laughs> I think that that's a good way for Faith to be, but it's also, like, there's just something, a little something that, like, always felt, like, a little bit, um... Performative? Showy about. Performative, yeah. That I think is at the heart of what I'm trying to say. But, again, I was, like... I agree with that. I also think, like, for Justin Bieber specifically, he... And this is, like, one of the main things that I'm interested in with Justin Bieber is just the fact that he got famous so young and then kind of went off the rails because of it because he was like alone in it and he didn't have like a really good support system and then like Mm. found jesus because because of that um which is just like it's weird to me that's why i feel like there are there's not like such a 
huge fan base for Justin Bieber right now, like, there is still a huge fan base for other things that were popular during his time. Mm-hmm. Like, One Direction, still going. Still going strong. Well, I actually <laughs> we would disagree know. because I think that the fandom of Justin Bieber, like, now is, like, sorority girls. Or at least, like, that's, like, those are people that are, like, still, like, really, really loyal mm-hmm. and to Justin Bieber. And, like, now we're now fans of his family or, like, are people that love Hailey Bieber and love her style. Like, it's, they're getting older. Yeah. People who like Hailey Bieber <laughs> and by association are, like, yeah, so we're obsessed with them as, like, maybe a couple. Right. Um, are the people mm-hmm. who are, like, really still kind of obsessive. But I also think that he kind of... Um, his general fan base, or his, I guess I wouldn't say fan base, but his listener base has broadened a lot, mm-hmm. and I think mm. people really do respect him as a singer, and I think that's something that, when it came down to it, people always kind of would go back to, because, especially because he got, I mean, from the general public, got so much hate so much thrown at him Mm. from mostly from like adults because he was like a 15 year old boy with like swoopy floppy hair who wore like the color purple and adults were like throwing insults at him constantly and making fun of him um and it's also that thing where like adults just disrespect anything that teenage girls are obsessed with right because of their inherent misogyny yeah anyways but when it came down to it, no one could say that he was a bad singer. Like, no, like, I, no one could say because he does have a, a really wonderful voice. Yeah. I don't always love all of his songs, but his voice speaks for itself. It's also like he's making millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like you can say whatever you want about him. And like being like just because you're wealthy doesn't mean that you're successful but like he's still monetizing this thing that people are crucifying him for but it's also kind of like he's getting the last laugh at the end of the day I mean only to a certain extent because like now you see him releasing songs like Lonely and it's like that music video is so sad a little Jacob Tremblay oh my god and you and then you're like oh now I now I actually understand why you're like you go to your faith more because of um clearly this trauma that you had as a child like so just forget everything I said about faith earlier in the podcast um (laughs) no but I I agree with that and I think like back like sort of back to what you were saying Aaron about how he was so hated like I truly had not experienced that kind of like vicious online hate towards anyone before Justin Bieber started being hated so much like, that was, I feel like we forget how yeah, extremely well, people hated on him. And, like, no 12-year-old child deserves that. I know, he was so young. When baby, when the baby music video came out, it became, and for a long time, it's not anymore, but for a long time, was the most disliked video on YouTube of all time. Yeah. Mm. And it's, like, and it's just being disliked by, like, the grown adults or like other boys who like have been shown by the world that they need to hate this boy because like I don't know girls like him or he appeals to young girls or he has his lyrics are like silly yeah people don't know how to handle teen girl obsession and so they just like they they absolutely (laughs) turn against it 
and that is really a flaw in our society we live in a society is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but people like flocked to this video and just gave it like millions of dislikes yeah Right, which is, which is, yeah. Which it must have been, as much as he had so many millions and millions of adoring fans, seeing the millions and millions of people who hate you... As a 12-year-old as child. Well, ...must be so frightening and, like, such a hard, difficult thing to reckon with because at the end of the day, like, sort of what I feel like the meaning of lonely is, is that no one actually knew him except the people who were close to him. Mm-hmm. And yet millions and millions and millions of people were judging him every single day. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> Quite sad, honestly. It is crazy. And it's also like I, any given person has a tough time between the ages of like mm, 12 and 20. Like there, there's some rough oh patches God. in there. Um. So to think about like, People, like, give gave him such shit when he was, like, being 20 years old and being stupid. But it's also kind of like, well, you were 20 years old and stupid and you made really bad mistakes and he's, like, no wonder he's doing the stuff that he's doing and, like, thank God that he's in a good place now. So, yeah. Can yeah. we just briefly <laughs> touch upon some of the batshit crazy stuff he did, though? Because I feel like we gotta talk about... <laughs> like, do you remember oh my gosh. when he said that he hoped Anne Frank would have been a believer. <laughs> he said that. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, he was visiting Amsterdam, um, and he went to the Anne Frank house and, yeah, famously said he hoped that Anne Frank <laughs> was a 13-year-old girl, would have been a believer, and I think, and he, like, autographed, like, the guest book, I believe. Yeah. I think um, he wrote that in the, the guest book. <laughs> Which is, Which like, is just... Justin, it's so misguided. It really is. He also, I have something um, written down. He also met, oh yeah, like the prime minister of Canada in overalls, in like overalls and a plaid <laughs> shirt, and was like, "This is what I'm wearing. This is my fit to meet the prime minister." Um, he was arrested oh God, several times. He fought the paparazzi. Yeah. He spit he on his for? fans. Like he went off the rails. I think. Oh my he God. was arrested. I feel like maybe like drag racing sort of thing, like. Definitely something with cars I feel like he was maybe arrested for. He also, I remember there was a thing with, like, a neighbor who, like, he egged his neighbor's house or something. Or he did something, like, destructive to his neighbor's house and the neighbor, like, filed a lawsuit. Yeah. And it was, like, a whole thing. But, yeah, he was, I mean, he was really in a bad way, I feel like, in those when all that stuff was happening. Well, I kind of feel that the way that I feel about whenever anybody gives, like, college students that are partying right now shit, like, should they be doing it? Absolutely not. Like, you should be responsible. But it's ultimately up to whatever institution that's older and more responsible that, like, knows that 18 to 20-year-olds are going to be doing really stupid shit that they shouldn't be doing. Like, of course they're in college. Their brain is not fully formed yet. Like... And that doesn't excuse terrible behavior, but it's, I feel like people blame um, the terrible behavior and not necessarily the institution around that terrible behavior that could have prevented it in a more, like, sustainable and, like, responsible way. Yeah. I mean, like, he was just so, so famous and successful at that point. Yeah. That, like, no one was going to say no to, around him was going to say no to him. 
It's like he had the money and the access to do whatever he wanted. Right. And like, yes, people, right. I agree, people at that age make like really dumb decisions. Um, We all did. But like, it it's a it's just a different thing when you have like this legion of younger people who are looking up to you to like sort of be their role model and just like kind mm-hmm. of ignoring that like there are so many accounts mm-hmm. online that i found tiktokers yeah there are so many like <laughs> fan accounts online that i found that were like i stopped being a believer because i met him and he was so rude to me which like oh that makes me mm, so sad it's really sad but also like justin you cannot be doing that <laughs> like yeah. you gotta at some point you gotta like kind of snap out of it but i don't know if, if i'm being too harsh on him yeah I mean, there was definitely well, a I... facade that he had to keep up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really just a, it was just a performance. Like, it was just, like, it was just like a, I don't know, like a look. Like, it was just his, a character mm-hmm. of, like, mm. the cute boy who's so sweet to all the girls. And he's got, and he wears purple hoodies and, like, white jackets and cool sneakers. And he's just, like, a nice kid. And he just wants to make, like, the girls feel <laughs> good about themselves right <laughs> and it's like when it comes to, he's just a kid like he's just a teenage boy a child right yeah yeah oh i was actually just about to ask both of you because like i really did strongly feel like when my cousin was telling me about this fandom like my experience was like mm, i'm not really interested in that because like uh, everyone else's and I don't really want like want to deal with it like it seems like so much effort to be put into this fandom like what were your all experiences with it with the fandom in general because mm, we're talking I a lot about the person it. yeah well for me I just want to say um my first introduction to Justin Bieber was Christmas of 2009 I received two albums from my mother two <gasps> CDs wow. the first one was Glee Volume One, <laughs> and the second be. one was My World by Justin Bieber, his first EP, um, and that was my first introduction to him. And I just like really loved his music, like I just mm. really loved the EP. Um, and then like one time music video came out like very soon after that, and he like really blew up. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel like my experience. I, my experience was mostly on Twitter, actually, for Justin Bieber. Um, Interesting. Mostly on Twitter, and then also going back and watching, like, all his YouTube videos and stuff. Um, but I just thought, I, I just remember it being, like, really exciting. And, like, just tweeting at him a <laughs> lot and being like, we're so proud of you. <laughs> like, when are you coming to this place? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, like... Yeah, and I also wanted to say before, oh, I just think it's really interesting, and this is the first instance of it that I can remember, of, like, a fandom also being obsessed with, like, the people around, surrounding a person. Yeah. Mm. Like, it was just as important, mm. like, like, um, like, uh, oh, he had this friend, he, from Atlanta, this, he was, fa- like, friends with this family, um, their last name is Beatles and it was Christian Beatles was like his good friend from Atlanta and they would make YouTube videos together so people were mm. like obsessed with Christian Beatles 
and his sister as well, who Justin Bieber, like, dated when he was, like, 14, um, and, like, obsessed with the two of them, and also, like, I think, um, Alfredo Flores, who also now is, like, works with Ariana Grande a lot, and is, like, on the kind of Scooter Mm. Braun team, I believe, I don't really know what his, like, actual role was, like, involved with Justin, but, like, he, like, if you were obsessed with Justin, you were also so obsessed with, like, anyone around him were also so important Mm. to you yeah which I just think is like so like I don't I can't think of anyone else who was like their team is just as important as the person and like I remember a huge thing on Twitter if you were like in a stand a stand of someone and I'm sure it still is now but like getting noticed was the dream Mm -hmm. and like the definition (laughs) what isn't that like when people are like (laughs) on like December 1st 2011 Nick Jonas liked my tweet like that kind of thing or like Nick Jonas commented or like that sort of thing it was just getting noticed was like if they followed you if they liked your tweet if they retweeted you if they tweeted at you any sort of interaction with your account that you could like (laughs) that was like tangible like oh they followed me they liked my tweet like that was like the definition of like getting noticed yeah and so, like, would put getting, in their bios, getting like, noticed. noticed by Justin Bieber on, like, March 11th. <gasps> yes! Oh, my gosh! Which people still do for, like, that are, like, in fandoms like this. Like, One Direction fandom does that, too. Well, they'll put it in their bio if Harry tweeted at them or something. Yeah. So, why do you think that people do that? Because it's... It... Like, the, the, the thing you want <laughs> most, like, truly... Juliana, I know you've never been in a fandom like this, and so <laughs> it's hard to imagine that, like, okay. them recognizing you would be such a huge event in your life, but it really mm-hmm. is, like, a life event if you get recognized it's, by... It's literally, person. like, getting noticed is, like, an acknowledgement of your existence, yeah. essentially. Like, it's like, I exist oh and you God. exist, but we will never be in the same world, but it's, like, if you like my tweet, that's, like, something real. That's, like, an, a- an actual interaction that I can, like, that is real. And it's not in oh person. I don't know if this is true for you, Erin, but for me, I was a really imaginative kid. So, like, I spent a lot of time just kind of, like, creating fictional scenarios between me and the people that I liked. And, like, oh, it absolutely. got to the point where I was, like, I, like, it felt like they were a person in my life even though I knew rationally they weren't. Um, which maybe is not healthy. Whatever. We don't know. I know. But it's, like, true. When you spend all your time thinking about someone, it, yeah. like, it feels like you actually know them because you've just created and cultivated this relationship in your mind. Yeah. Um, wow. Which is, like, really crazy to think about, and especially when you're, like, a lonely 13-year-old girl. It's just so real. Which I also do want to say, the ultimate getting noticed oh. was being picked <gasps> to be the one less lonely girl. That was Which was, like, huge. My, when seeing, like, and seeing, if you didn't cry during One Less Lonely Girl at Never Say Never, like, seeing Never Say Never in theaters, like, I, I... That was like the ultimate dream. So if you don't know you what Justin would cheater. do, exactly. <laughs> yes. If you don't know, at his concerts, he would like send out someone on his team. Like someone on his team would go out into the audience and kind of scout, like just look for a girl. I don't really know what the requirements were. They probably just like were looking for a cute girl who was like close enough, closer in age to him, maybe. Um, mm. But then 
they'd pick someone out from the audience, probably someone from the floor usually, so you had to cap good seats. Yeah. Um, and they'd take her backstage. We love class disparity. Um. Exactly. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when the song One Less Lonely Girl would come on, They'd open the stage, the girl would come out from backstage and sit on a stool, and then Justin would come and serenade her with the song One Less Lonely Girl oh, and like give her a, and give her a bouquet of flowers. What? In front of the whole stadium. That was the and that was like, thing. Yeah. So that was like the ultimate like if you were a one less lonely girl girl, like your life was made. Like you have made it. Justin Bieber has noticed you in like the ultimate way. You're set for life. Like, <laughs> it, that was, like, the How dream. How old? Was this, like, old enough, like, to where, like, was this old enough where Justin could be, like, hey, do you want to, like, come over <laughs> um, later? Like, I mean, like, well, was he, he was, like, enough? he was 16, I think, when this was happening. Yeah. Um, so it was, they'd probably, they'd try to look for girls who were, like, 14, 15, 16, I feel like. But it sometimes they oh, get, like, a really okay, little okay. girl, maybe. Innocent Actually, thing. I don't know. That would be weird. But it was, like, it was supposed to be really innocent, and he'd, like, kiss them on the cheek. Yes. Um, sometimes. Oh. Tizzle, like, so he, really he had to be very, to be like, like, polished and clean at that point. So it was not, like, a. Yeah, because right. I remember the lyrics of that song were literally, like, I'm gonna put you first. Like, I'm gonna show your, like, your worth. Like, that was, if you mm. let me inside of your world, there'd be one less lonely girl. Like, those were the lyrics. So it was more like, I'm gonna, I wanna make you happy and show you that, like, you don't have to be lonely. Yeah. That was, um, I, I, yeah. Watching that, <laughs> there was such a pressure to, like, get emotional when that scene came up in Never Say Never. Like, that's something also, I feel like, that's also true. Of, Emotional manipulation is real. <laughs> yes. An aspect of all fandom, but probably especially Justin Bieber fandom and, like, band fandom is, like, if you do not get emotional, you are not a fan. Like, you gotta prove. <gasps> yes, you're a I fake fan. I feel that I... Well, that's, I feel like, why I never really got into things is because I never really had an emotional attachment to um, things that fandoms were a part of. Like, anything I really... Like, I loved theater, and that was the only thing I really had, like, an emotional attachment to. So that's, like, when I would like go and see the like anybody in concert or like my friends with One Direction or friends with Justin Bieber I would just be like yeah I mean like he sounds really good like it's a cool song it's a catchy song but like I feel like there's such this thing about fandoms that's like this is the best thing in the entire world (laughs) and it's helping me right now like you know that voice that Jimbo does when um from in Canada's Drag Race, like it's my way. My That's day. What I, it's my special day. Yeah, That's well, how that I also feel is about fandoms. We're they like, are kind of fandoms scary. grow. They're like, we are the best fandom, and we will prove it. Yeah, um, by Lots like of voting for our person. Yeah, I also think another thing that was like, I feel like that was really when cracks started to happen in the fandom yes. was when. Justin Julia. did start getting into but trouble. Let's define crack um, for Juliana, I, please. <laughs> like, I literally thought, did you say cracks or crack? Like crack. The cracks. drug or like there is Cracks. Like, no, okay. like splinters. I, <laughs> when the fandom started to fall apart. <laughs> you said crack cocaine started to happen Jesus in the fever Christ. <laughs> No. When the believers started g- snorting cocaine. <laughs> 
that was when it all started to fall apart. Oh my god. No, Uh I was gonna say, when Justin started getting into trouble and doing these controversial things and getting arrested, like, there were some fans (laughs) who were, like, defending him and being like, he's just a kid, he's not doing anything wrong. And, like, if you don't support him, you're a fake fan. And there were some fans who were like, I love Justin, but I'm worried about him. Like, I don't – and I don't, like, support his behavior. Yeah. And I feel like that really caused, like, a rift. That did cause um, a so- major rift. Yeah. And that's – it's very sad to me that he – it just felt like he didn't get the help that he needed from anyone around him. And so he kind of, like, lost that – that it factor that he had and now he's he's still very much a part of like pop culture and the pop culture canon but it's just in a different way it's not the same yeah i just wanted to say this was also a huge thing in the fandom that like people had this what i'm about what i'm about to recite for you many fans had this information memorized yes um and could and could just go on this spiel. I did have um, this memorized <laughs> at one point, I will admit. Thank God. Um, and I will. I also have to say, I do not know how accurate this information actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say it for you now. <clears throat> Justin Drew Bieber was born March 1st, 1994, <sighs> at 12.56 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> it was raining in room 126. <laughs> There's some punctuation missing. (laughs) On a Tuesday, it was raining in room 126 on the second floor at St. Jude's Hospital, London, Ontario, Canada, weighing 7 pounds and 11 ounces by mother Patty Millette and father Jeremy Bieber by Dr. Simon Bexlehem. I didn't know the the I didn't know the baby information. I just knew the time and the hospital. So you had all of that memorized? Yeah, like, you were just like you would just like, be like Justin Drew Bieber was born March first, nineteen ninety four, at twelve fifty six. Why? On a like literally, why? What is the purpose? Because it was important to know. What was the reason? It's just like at I, a certain knows? point, you can't like. There's nothing. There's no more content for you to consume, so you just have to like get creepy. Find as much information as you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's, really I'm gonna put that on a shirt. The there's no more content to consume. Right it's time now. to get creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be our on our merch site um <laughs> but uh, i truly my jaw is dropped i cannot believe that that's insane are you kidding me yeah, yeah yeah that is insane it's truly unhinged unhinged like there's there was actually i'll save this for the one direction episode never mind <laughs> okay so i i do feel like there is a confession that is important for me to include that I need to tell you guys. I'm a little I'm a little scared, Aaron. <laughs> it's not scary. I, I gonna... it's I think it's really funny. You just told me that you memorized Justin Bieber's birth information. Not all I'm of like, it. I think that I'm a little valid to think that this is gonna be scary. <laughs> no, like this is just like stupid. Um Okay. So okay, I'm just gonna say this because no one's gonna have access to my phone. But my phone passcode I have not changed it in 10 years since I had, like, an iPod Touch. I have never changed it because I'm just so used to it. So my passcode for my phone is 4552, and that is because the corresponding letters that go with those numbers are I-L-J-B, which is I love Justin Bieber. Yes, Erin, yes. And that is... (laughs) 
still my phone passcode and I have never changed it and I probably will not change it until I like get a new iPhone and get have like face recognition I don't like need a passcode that oh my, oh my god okay that's that's not as bad as no. I thought it was gonna be but I'm still like a little bit disappointed no but the like, fact truly. that that has stuck with you for so many years is so funny <laughs> I know. Well, so at funny. this point, it's just like the it's just muscle memory with like my finger. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Erin, we're gonna publish this podcast. So, like, what if someone steals your phone? You might now need. I'll be to okay. Make a new I'll be one. okay. Well, also, I'm planning on getting a new phone sooner rather than later. So. But even still, you're gonna if you're gonna use that same. No, I won't because code. then I'll have face recognition because I'll get a better phone. There you go. So I won't need a passcode. That's the plan. That's my plan. I thought about it. Thank you for being brave with that confession. Um, <laughs> now we're yes. going to be even braver and share some, like, tweets and Facebook statuses from... We are. When, we, we when are me and Karen were believers. I have three, and the chronology of these are very important. Okay. Okay. So... These are Facebook statuses. I used Facebook okay. like it was my job in 2011. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a thing. Also, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, just as an aside. But whatever. Let's get into it. Um, let's also, it. I watched The Social Dilemma. Highly recommend for all of my friends of the pod and my friends in the pod. Um, if you are listening, you're a friend of the pod. So anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... February 8th, 2011. <clears throat> it reads, I must confess something, in parentheses, deep oh breath. I am, <laughs> I am being forced against my will to go see the Justin Bieber movie when it premieres on Friday. Believe me, if I could have it differently, I would. It goes against everything <laughs> I believe in, but there you have it. Don't judge me. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So oh that's the first God. one. That feels so unbranded for you. As, as if a child. you were being held at gunpoint, like <laughs> typing your little oh, novel on Facebook. The drama that I <laughs> that I put on Facebook in my younger years, unreal. Oh my god. Like where's my wow. Oscar? Okay. Is what I'm saying. Um Okay, and so then you remember how we were talking about earlier the like week long Justin Bieber high that I had? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that happened after I saw this movie. So then February 16th, 2011, which is about a week later. <laughs> and this one is actually so deeply embarrassing that I can't believe I'm about to read it, but <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so in excited. it now, so I have to. <laughs> it's for our yes. listeners. Okay, okay. February 16th, 2011. Okay. Like this status if you agree. Justin Bieber Classic. is not in any way whatsoever better than Tom Felton, Rupert Grant, and Daniel Radcliffe. I think the Potter oh. guys need to have a say. <laughs> I'm honestly confused as to what that's supposed to even mean. I have no idea. Yeah, Karen. Why are you pitting men against He's each other? He's not any better than the Harry Potter boys. Okay? I think it was, again, a way for me to be like, I'm not like other girls. Um, I disappeared, I disappeared from Facebook for the week after I saw the movie because I did not want to post about liking Justin Bieber. And then I came back just to say, these men are better. (laughs) So anyway, then the last one, May 28th, 2011. So this is actually March 28th. This is like a month later. (laughs) This is so ridiculous. I said, I hate Justin Bieber. Sorry for all of my friends out there who absolutely adore him, but he needs to leave like now. He was okay for a while, but now I really don't appreciate the constant loop of ridiculously annoying and strangely catchy teen breakup songs in my head. 
baby, eeny meeny, what is wrong with this kid? If his first love broke his heart for the first time, then sorry, but he probably deserved it. <gasps> Karen! Oh my god, that's like that's vicious. So that mean. is really like on point though for like what people would say about him that were like just kind of trying to not give in to the hype. That I were know. like, I'm not like everybody else. Like, I don't feel the same way. It was absolutely well, my first experience with like pick me culture where I was like, I <laughs> am not going to be but, like the girls who are crazy about a boy and then flash forward a couple mm. years later and uh, that absolutely was me. But <laughs> well, can I ask you a question? Was there ever a part of you that was like, I'm not going to be obsessed with this? But secretly you hoped that, like, this connection with this person, that they would find you and they would be more attracted to you because you were not connected to them in the way that other fandom girls were? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole genre of fanfiction where it's, like, the person hates whatever the fanfiction is about and then, like, falls in love with them because they hate each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the movie Starstruck. Starstruck on Disney Channel? Yeah. That's the plot of that movie. <laughs> but yeah, that was my yeah. tirade against Justin Bieber in 2011. Um, that's still on my wow. Facebook. You can go find it. Wow. Wow. Listeners, please, please friend Karen Stewart <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> oh. I guess I should s- share some tweets now. Please. Oh my God. I'll, since Karen shared three, I'll share three as well. Okay. Um, The first one I can find, it's from April 30th, 2011. At Justin Bieber is retweeting exclamation point. Maybe he'll notice me. Dot dot. Well, hashtag never say never. Winky face. Oh That's so God. cute. This is this is I would tweet shit like this all the time. It's that note again, notice me. Literally I use the phrase. That's what everybody wanted. I also use like so many winky faces, which is weird. <laughs> Um, there's some other You wanted him to know faces. that you were single and ready to mingle. You were like, notice me, Horton. Feather by feather. That's... Ew, I just Absolutely. snorted. Please cut that out. No, I... Okay, I love it when people snort when they laugh. Like, I think it is the best thing ever. I just am like, there's this girl that I worked with over the summer that would always snort when she laughed, and I would be like, yes, it's the best. It's okay, support it. Speaking of snorting, quick, quick thing. Also, I I should have said that this is my obsession, actually, but um, Wendy Williams performing on The Masked Singer as The Lips, native New Yorker. You have to listen to it. You have to listen to it. You have to listen to it. Okay, moving on. It's so good. It's amazing. She snorts in it, and then she goes, oop. Um, (laughs) Okay, here's another one, which I'll say this one also has a winky face. (laughs) This is May 8th, 2011, at Justin Bieber. Come back to the U.S. soon. We miss you, winky face. Glad your tour was so successful. Hashtag much love. And then three hearts with, like, the less than three hearts. Those kind of hearts. So these were, like, these are just, like, cute. But it's, like, he was never going to see these. No. Like, but I just was, like, I have to say something. Were you, like, thinking, like, I have to say something so that he'll be on his tour bus and he'll open up Twitter and he'll look at my tweet and be, like, wow, that's so nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I thought that. I (laughs) would have loved if he, like, favorited that tweet. That's probably, like, what the most I would have wanted was him to just, like, favorite. See that and favorite it. And be like, Mm. thanks for the support. Um, Wow. And here's uh, here's the last one I'll share. Uh, That's – I'm only sharing because it's a quote from my mom. (laughs) Shout out to my mom. Friend Um, of the pod. 
friend of the pod, Michelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is from December 24th, so Christmas Eve, Ooh. 2011. Played my mom some songs from at Justin Bieber's new album, and she said, wow, no matter what people say about him, his voice is a gift. Smiley face. Oh. <laughs> and my mom, to this day, I'd say she's a Justin Bieber stan. I would she's say that. She's a believer. That's she's a awesome. believer. She loved, she loved, um, What Do You Mean, when that came out, and the, the other songs that were kind of in that era. Mm. Um... Here, I'll share one more. This was like a hashtag was going around that was hashtag my favorite artist. And I put Justin Bieber in all caps. He's so inspiring. Crying, happy face, and a heart. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. You were on Twitter my way Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. I was on. Fun fact, I recently got banned from Twitter for a day for a full 24 hours because Twitter found out that I made my account <laughs> before I turned 13. Allegedly. We're all good. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Juliana, for the distinction. Back and better than ever um, on Twitter.com. Listen, I'm, I'm this yeah. podcast's legal eagle, so you're welcome. <laughs> I'm, I'm working as a law clerk currently. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So I think that's a good place. Any parting, any closing thoughts on Justin Bieber before we move on? You know what, everyone? I think that... Justin has taught us so many lessons over the years, and uh, we should all just remember, never say never. Never say never. Also, don't write salty Facebook statuses in 2011 that are going to come back to be embarrassing for you in 2020. <laughs> Actually, I think we should all do that. Um, we should really all do that. So now we're going to move on to our next little segment of the pod, which is called Controversial Yet Brave, the segment where we each give a controversial yet brave opinion on this week's topic. Footnote, thank you to Eric Andre for creating the name of this segment. We are not original enough to have come up with it ourselves. Thank you, Eric Andre. <laughs> the name Controversial Yet Brave makes us laugh. Um, God bless. It does. Every time, honestly, every time we talk about it, so. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank and you. And we do talk about it quite frequently. Does anyone have a controversial yet brave statement that they would like to start us off with? I should have thought of one in advance mm. because I don't know. <laughs> I well, I, I think I might have one in case you don't have one. Aaron. Okay, you go first. I have one's like percolating. So Juliana, so here's my controversial yet brave statement. Um, controversial yet brave. If I wasn't so obsessed with glee i might have become a believer believer Mm. Mm. because on this said uh, trip to atlanta the two things that i was introduced to um was justin bieber and the rachel berry kurt hummel performance of defying gravity in season one of glee Wow. And I, I really gravitate. I think we all know which one I really gravitated towards. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was the thing that I, I don't think I was really in that fandom, but it like became so close to me that that was the thing that I was so emotionally attached to that I was like, no, this thing is like my focus. Yeah, that's my controversially yet brave statement. I have to say that uh, Karen and I are living proof that those things did and could exist at the same time yes exactly <laughs> well 
Multitasking has never been my strong suit, so. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I would have loved to have seen a uh, Belieber Juliana. That's so funny to me. <laughs> I can't even picture it. I don't, I honestly don't know what it would look like. I really don't. Cause it's a little I, frightening. I, like, I think, okay, that's cruel, Karen. Um. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Do you have one, Erin? <gasps> I have one, I think. Um, that might need a, it needs, like, a little bit ex- of explaining. Um, but controversially at Brave, Bo Burnham's song that is, like, throws shade at Justin Bieber, I think is unjustified. Okay. And let me explain why. Because I feel like, I mean, I should have done more research before I came up with this opinion, but I, like, the whole, Bo Burnham has a song that basically talks about, like, how these, like, young teen pop stars, they just wrote vague lyrics so that any girl could relate and see herself in in the song, and that that was, like, and it's all just, like, a cash grab to make more money and capitalism and blah, blah, blah. And while I do agree... And it's a great song. You know, I don't... Justin Bieber was so young. And he wasn't writing all of this music him by himself. And he was really... I think his image was just solely crafted by the adults around him. Yeah. And that he didn't really deserve any of that flack. And maybe, and maybe that wasn't Bo Burnham's, like... And I love Bo Burnham. I don't think that maybe was his intention... To throw sh- like shade directly at Justin Bieber himself, but more of just like the industry and that complex. Um, I just looked it up. It's I called just, repeat controversially stuff. yet brave. There you go. Controversially yet brave. Justin Bieber deserves better. <laughs> <laughs> That's I can I think I can get behind that now, which is a huge mm. journey from where I started with Justin Bieber. Mm. I do have one. This one's just kind of silly, but. <laughs> Controversial yet brave. I think Justin Bieber's song "Love Yourself" slaps, and I have it on my Spotify. <laughs> I do listen to it. Um, so sometimes modern day Justin Bieber can make a good song. That's my controversial yet brave. Oh my god! The one thing about that album cover is that he's just standing there shirtless, and he's like, and like there's like smoke behind him, and he's like, the power of God compels me to rip off my shirt, you know? Like, was that, <laughs> that's I think how that, that era the, felt the purpose me. album cover, right? I think so. Mm, and he's like, looking We didn't down. talk about this, but like, when Boyfriend came out, that was a huge shift for him. Like, Boyfriend really took him huge. into like, rebel, sex appeal territory. If I was your boyfriend, territory. I'd you go. Huge. That was really when Swag, when like Swag was like fully, that a fully formed concept for That also is a hilarious song. Everybody go listen to Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. It's so swag, funny. Swag, swag, swag on you. Chillin <laughs> when he raps, like truly fondue. could not write more comedic gold than that. <laughs> well, it's also, it's good because I'm pretty sure Big Time Rush's Boyfriend came out around the same time. Mm. So when people would, like, I immediately just had like a clash in my mind that was like if i was your boyfriend i never let you go i'm looking for a boyfriend can't I see that you know i'm gonna be there i'm gonna be there i really hope it's an amazing copyright, song. copyrighted for this that song. is heterosexual <laughs> culture <laughs> <laughs> yes it is yes it freaking is so it's just a beaver <sighs> in many ways yes very much so very much so um 
heterosexual culture. As as Brittany Broski says, the straights have not been defeated. <laughs> and that is what I will leave you all with on this fine afternoon. Wow. Uh, all right. Wow, that wraps up uh, controversial yet brave. All right, friends, that's it for today's first episode. Special thanks to our producer, Madeline Parks, and our music producer, Kiara Negroni, and you, our listener, for being so kind and listening to us. We're so excited to have you. Follow us on Instagram at formerfangirlpod and on Twitter at formerfan underscore pod. You can also email us at formerfangirlpod at gmail.com. You can find me, Erin, on Instagram and Twitter at Erin Browning with an extra G on the end. You can find me, Karen, on Twitter and Instagram at kjessicastewart. And you can find me, Juliana, on any social media platforms at Juliana Nance. That's G-I-U-L-I-A-N-A-M-A-N-C. And you can find me on my website at www.julianamancini.com. That's www.G-I-U-L-I-A-N-A-M-A-N-C-I-N-I.com. She got a complicated name. Bye, Bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Keep believing.